Welcome to the Harrison Faith Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brian Herring. It's our prayer. This message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. So I want to give honor to where honor is due. Man, I'm so thankful and appreciative uh, of Pastor Joseph Kellogg uh, and his daughter coming and hanging out with us this week. Not too long ago, he actually came and, and brought the word on a Sunday morning, so some of you were probably here and remember that. Uh, but man, he's the next-gen pastor at a church called People's Church in Oklahoma City, and I'll let him tell a little bit more about himself. But man, we're just honored that he came and hang out with this week, and the fact that the dude legitimately poured himself out this week. He poured into our leaders, he poured into our students, he poured into me, and has always been pouring into my life, but... Uh, man, he just came and poured out his life, and he preached the Word of God. And he's going to come this morning, and I want you to give a warm Harrison Faith welcome to Pastor Joseph Kellogg. Oh, yeah. Good morning, church. Are we excited to be in the house of God? Say, "Uh uh-huh. Welcome to the last day of camp. You didn't know it, but you are now a camper Some of you haven't been to camp in a long time, but you are now a camper. Consider yourself a camper this morning. Aren't you pumped about that? Some of you got to be excited about it. You're you're at camp. How awesome was it to see our students go after Jesus? Man, hopefully you understand what's happening as Pastor Caleb was even talking about giving this gratitude and and thanking you for giving. You're, You're giving not just for a student to experience camp, but these teenagers, children's children, won't be the same because of what God did in their life this week. Do you understand the, the legacy impact? You understand that our timeline looks different than God's timeline? I mean, God speaks in generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so what's happened this week has touched generations beyond our lifetime. That's pretty incredible. Man, I'm excited to be here this morning. I do want to thank Pastor Caleb and Morgan just for your hard work. I, I even leaned over to my wife. I was like, man, I just, I'm glad he's up there talking. That, that's, a, that's, that's a long week, man, long nights, and that's a crazy drive from that camp. I, I drove it this morning. Man, it was, it was turns. I'm talking, I, it, was, it was wild, I, man, dodging deer. It was awesome. So you guys made it. Congratulations. Hopefully nobody got sick on the van. We were thinking about you the whole time, going, man, what's this like in a van to be going back and forth? So, Caleb, thank you for your hard work, and I just believe the future is bright. And, and Pastor Brian, thank you for your investment in the next generation. You understand that what just happened even this morning is not normal? For a pastor to say, hey, we're going to let the youth go front and center. We believe in this next generation. And I, I appreciate then that heart. And I, can you guys give it up for your pastor and just his commitment? It's huge. As we celebrate the life change, uh, it's what it is, death to life. Someone saying yes to Jesus should never get old. Students be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And for four nights, students just went after Jesus. Our first night, we talked about what it looks like to accept the pioneer invitation, how Jesus called us to pioneer, to take new ground. Our, our second night, we talked about how we need to rally from failure, talked about the story of Peter. The third night, we talked about how there's more available, and so many students receive the, the, the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And last night, we talked about how we are called to reach our circle. And so this is our last camp service. For some of you, it's your first service. Again, welcome to camp. 
And I was here uh, not too long ago, actually February 2020, and uh, about a month after that, the world changed. It's been a long, long year and a half. What's crazy is on March 11th is like when the world really got like, oh, what's, what's going on? I am from Oklahoma City. I've been in youth ministry for 20 years and have a privilege to, to work in an amazing church in Oklahoma City, People's Church. And I am, a, I am an Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma. I spent a few years in Arkansas as a teenager, then moved back to the promised land. Um, but, I, but man, I'm a, I'm a diehard Sooners fan. I've had season tickets for like 15 years and and man, that means I've got to watch some incredible athletes, a few Heisman Trophy winners, and uh, and some great, great runs in the Big 12. And and I'm an OKC Thunder fan. And something happened uh, on March 11th. I think we have a picture of it. Uh, March 11th. Man, it this what happened is is some some players at the Utah Jazz were playing the Thunder, and this is when kind of COVID went public. It, it was like. We, we were, you know, hey, man, everybody wash your hands. It was kind of like, like the flu. But when this hit the media, that they shut down this NBA game, our lives as we know it, my students, I, I have four kids, three teenagers, and a, and a four-year-old son, they were just getting off a of spring break, and they, just, they got a spring break that never ended. <laughs> Online school, the, the craziness of this last year and a half, and like dominoes, life as we know it changed. Words like canceled, pandemic, quarantined, sanitizer, social distancing, mask, temperature checks became a part of our common vocabulary. And 2021 started out pretty crazy too. And I actually have this meme that I saw that's pretty funny. Uh, this meme from Parent Trap. I think they have it. Uh, there it is. It's like, wait, 2020? 2021. 2020, 2021. Is this, it's kind of humorous, but it kind of feels that way, right? Like, like the world as we know it has been pretty crazy. It's been real. People's lives have been impacted. This last year has been so real. And they've been impacted by this language, this statement called cancel culture. But can I tell you this morning that there's some things that can't be canceled? If you're taking notes this morning because note takers are, that's right, note takers are history makers. If you're taking notes this morning, the title of the message this morning on the last day of camp, for some of you the first day of camp, is not canceled. Not canceled. There are some things that are not canceled. We're going to jump into the gospel of Mark. And I want to tell you an incredible story of, of a guy that, that went through some pretty hard conditions. Looks a lot like the way life looks over these last couple of years. Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter number 5, verse 1 through 17. This is what it says. So they arrived at the other side. Can someone say the other side? They arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasene. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. The man lived in the buried caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he would snap the chains from his wrists and smash the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the buried caves and the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. 
When Jesus, verse 6, was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion. Which if you look in history, this is a name that would be used for like a, a troop of Roman soldiers. Man, I mean, thousands of soldiers, a legion of soldiers. Said, my name is Legion because there are so many of us inside this man. The evil spirit begged him again and again to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirit begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man, entered the pigs, and entered the herd of about 2,000 pigs. And they plunged down the hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsman, because someone owned those pigs, he rolls up all his pigs, his livelihood, his bacon, right? They're dead. He's not happy about it. So he flees to the near t- uh, by town, surrounding countryside, spreading the news as he ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were afraid. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. There's none like you. God, we thank you for what you've done this week in the lives of these students. But Jesus, you're not done. God, we ask that you would invade this room this morning. Every adult, every mom, every dad, every grandma, every grandpa, God, that you would move in them. God, that you would remind us who you are and, God, who we are supposed to be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. This guy is possessed. If you look through the New Testament, there's no more extreme condition than we see this guy. We don't even know his name. We just know that he has a legion of demons that he's possessed by. We know that he had to have some sort of sane life before this, and we'll, we'll read about that later, but... He's now been isolated, quarantined. He's been put in this place, depressed, in complete bondage. But Jesus shows up and reminded him something. And he wants to remind you the same thing. Number one is this. Freedom is not canceled. You see, they tried to, they tried to cancel this man. They tried to put him in a place. They, they didn't want anything to do with him. But Jesus showed up. And the same Jesus that showed up on the other side, he's the same Jesus that's here this morning, and he wants you to know that freedom is not canceled. Freedom is still available. Jesus says to the man, come out of this man, you evil spirit. And then he sends him the evil spirits of pigs, and the man was set free. Freedom is not canceled. You see, freedom has a name, and it's Jesus. Freedom's available. Freedom's available. I don't know what bondage you're in. Like, I don't know what chains that you have around your life. But can I tell you this morning, Harrison, that freedom is available. Freedom's available. Jesus introduces himself. Listen to how he introduces himself in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. He says this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captive be released and that the blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. 
Jesus introduces himself. That's his name tag. Kind of a long name tag, but that's how he introduces himself. Hey, listen, I'm not just the son of God. I have come to set the captive free. Freedom's available. And freedom can't be canceled. The same Jesus that showed up on the shore that day is the same Jesus that's in this room. The same Jesus that we've encountered all this week at camp. Some of you this morning, I hope, you're not bound by demons. You're like, man, but you're bound by some other things. There's some other chains. Some of you, it's, it's a chain of sin. You show up every Sunday, but you keep going back to the same sin again and again. Some of you, it's a chain of addiction. Addiction that you just keep hiding from your family, from your friends, but you're bound. Some of you, it's a chain of fear. The anxiety and the fear that you have is incredible. Can I tell you, freedom is available. Some of you, it's the chains of your past. Some of you, it's the chains of unforgiveness. Jesus came to set the captive free. Freedom is not canceled. You can't cancel freedom. Freedom is available. Freedom isn't just available, it is possible for everyone. You no longer have to be a prisoner of sin. You can be a son and daughter of the Savior. This gets old. This gets old walking through and doing life bound. And God wants to set you free. So many students experience freedom this week. My prayer is that you would walk in freedom. You would live in freedom. There's a lot of things that can be canceled. You know what? Freedom is not canceled. For this man, freedom was available that day, and he was set free. What else isn't canceled? Number two, healing is not canceled. Healing is not canceled. In verse 15, it says, He was sitting there fully clothed, and perfectly sane. Can I just tell you, a global pandemic is the perfect platform for the impossible. Man, this is the perfect opportunity for miracles. We see throughout the Gospels that a common thread in these moments, there was always a crowd. There was always a crowd between Jesus and the miracle. Think about it, the blind man. The blind man He's having to push through the crowd. Son of David, have mercy on me. Literally, people are like, man, would you guys shut that guy up? Like, what is happening? And the blind man had to push through the crowd to get to Jesus. The woman with the issue of blood for years and years. Understand, historically, she's unclean. She shouldn't touch anyone. But she hears Jesus is coming to town. She finds her way pushing through the crowd just to touch the hem of his garment. And she's healed. So many times we see between the miracle and Jesus is a crowd. The lame man, literally, his friends, it's so crowded. Everyone's in this house hanging out with Jesus that the lame man's friends literally rip open the roof to get him to Jesus. Like, like I, I want you to understand there's this desperation and the crowd that sent this man to live among the, the graves, he had to push through the crowd. Can I tell you this morning, don't let the crowd cancel your miracle. 
Don't let the crowd cancel your miracle. And for some of you, the crowd might be a grandma. The crowd might be your mom. The crowd might be a sister. The crowd might be an uncle. The crowd, I don't know what the crowd is, but would you not let the crowd cancel out your miracle? Would you understand that, man, if you want something from God, push through the crowd and receive it? Because can I tell you, healing is not canceled. Man, we believe in a God that, man, by his stripes we are healed. And the same healing power that we see right here in Mark chapter 5 is available for us today. This guy, extreme bondage. You're talking about mental health. This is a display of desperation. But what does it say? It says, he was sitting there, fully clothed, and wait, perfectly sane. Jesus is the way. And when Jesus shows up, freedom can't be canceled. Healing can't be canceled. I just know this, that one moment with Jesus can change everything. We see it right here in this text. This guy has one moment with Jesus. Moments start movements. We see it through scripture. We see it through history. And I believe what God did this week in camp can start a movement. Because so many students had a moment with Jesus. And I believe that, man, that moment can start a movement where parents come to know Jesus, where, where relatives come to know Jesus, where friends come to know Jesus. We talked about it last night, right, guys? That who's in your circle? And we're responsible for our circle. We can't wait for someone else. We have to step into our circle and bring light into our circle. One moment with Jesus can change everything. And we see this with the demoniac man. What else this morning? Can I tell you? Hope is not canceled. This man went from being hopeless to being filled with hope. Hope's not canceled. If there's one thing over the last year and a half that that I think people have struggled to find is hope. People that, that were clean, but because of, of that, that isolation, found themselves back in the drugs and the hopelessness. People's marriages were strong. But through isolation, man, it, marriages have been broken up. There's been a sense of hopelessness in our nation. But can I tell you that hope is not canceled? Hope is not canceled. This man went from being hopeless to being filled with hope. Could you imagine the hopelessness that this man faced? He lived among the tomb. Like, like he, he lived among the graves. They would try to chain him up. They treat him like an animal. His life was literally the description of hopelessness. But Jesus shows up on the other side. And when Jesus shows up on the scene, hope shows up on the scene. Romans chapter 15, verse 13, Paul writes to the church of Rome, he says this, I pray that God, who? God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. This man's now filled with hope. Because why? 
he's connected to the source of hope. The source of hope is Jesus. You can't find hope anywhere else. You can try. And the, the hope isn't in our politics. The hope's not in our person. The hope's not in our kids. The hope's not in our parents. The hope's not in our job. The hope's not in more money. The hope's not in a new vacation. The hope's not in, in a new house, a new car. You will always find yourself empty if you pursue and try to find hope in those things. Our hope is in Jesus. It's in Jesus. The source isn't students, that girlfriend or boyfriend, hey. Like, that's not the source of hope. It's not social status, a career, or a substance. It's Jesus. Hope is not canceled this morning, church. I mean, isn't that, isn't that exciting to know that we still have hope because of who Jesus is? That when we have a relationship with Jesus, we have hope, overflowing hope. Hope is available to you today. Can I tell you that the beauty of this story is, is pretty remarkable. Because Jesus goes to the other side. Someone say other side. So I think I have a picture. This is, uh, this is the Sea of Galilee. So this is my picture of the Sea of Galilee. I went a few years ago uh, to the Holy Land, and I, I'm on the side of uh, Capernaum, and this is, this is the, the, the side of the Sea of Galilee that Jesus rolled, the city of Jesus, like, like this was his area. You see the mountain range there, that's the other side. So, and they still today call it the other side, the way sometimes in town we're like, hey, yeah, it's on the other side of, of town. This is the other side. And I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Because, you know, on water, noise travels. I wonder as Jesus was ministering that he heard this man. He said he would howl scream this story in scripture is beautiful because jesus goes to the other side for one man the rest of the story jesus actually gets ran off because all the farmers are mad jesus gets back in the boat and goes back to his side he goes over to the other side for one person isn't this the picture of John 3.16? Isn't this the picture that God sent his son so whosoever would have everlasting life? That Jesus would go to the other side for one person. What's that tell me? It doesn't matter where you're at, what you've done, Jesus will go to the other side for you. It doesn't matter how bad your past is. How, how miserable your pain is, Jesus will go to the other side for you. That's hope. That's incredible. And he hears you. He hears the cry of your heart. When no one else around, he was alone, he was isolated, left to die. But Jesus goes to the other side. For one man. 
What happened next? Like, this dude just went from, like, being chained up to a freedom he had never experienced before, a hope he had never experienced before. It literally says that he's there, fully clothed, perfectly sane. This guy's having a good day. That's the way it should be when we meet Jesus. I I believe, if if you could just see, my my daughter even mentioned this to me um, last night. If you could just see the progression in four nights of camp, and now even here this morning, to see just students experiencing freedom, and their expression and worship just continues to grow and grow. It's beautiful. It's what happens when we meet Jesus. It's a good day. It's a good day. That's why, that's why in church we're like, man, isn't it a great day to be in church? Yes, because we get to meet Jesus. No better day. This guy just had an amazing day. He's found freedom. He's found hope. He's healed. But look, look at the rest of the story. Let's pick up in verse 18. As Jesus was getting in the boat, like I said, they were running him off. The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Why wouldn't you want to hang with Jesus? Your life was complete hell, and then you met Jesus, and man, you've never experienced life this good. And he's like, Jesus, can I just roll with you? Like, all these other guys are rolling. Can I just go with you, Jesus? Like, like this seems cool. This seems fun. Can I, can I go with you, Jesus? And it's crazy because so many times in scriptures, Jesus is like, come follow me, come follow me, come follow me. But look what he says to this man. He says, no. Go home. Someone say, go home. He says, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of the region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. Students, are you awake? It was a long drive. We got to go home. Even though we're at home church right now, today you're going to get in the car with your mom and dad. You got to go home. You got to go home to your schools, your, your workplace. And right here it says what to do. Go home and tell them everything the Lord has done. Mom, dad, I'm, I'm giving you permission right now. Grandma, grandpa, if you ask your student, how was camp? And they go, great. I know they're tired. You're going to have to pull it out of them. So many parents are like, I just don't have a great relationship with my student because you give up too easy. You have to pull it out of them. You can't just be like, how was your day? Good. Okay, cool, because you're, you're, you're not worried about it. You actually have to put your phone down and say, how was your day? Good. Oh, no, no, what was good about it? Tell me more. Like, all of us want someone to listen to us, especially kids. So when you're kids, I'm telling you right now, you can't just give your parent, good. So I'm, I'm letting everybody know. Tell them what God did. I'm cool with you, and mom and dad, get, get ready. Get your lunch ready. I, I'm, I'm cool with you going, on Monday, go through the whole week. On Monday, we played games. <laughs> this is what Jesus did. Here's my notes, because I took notes. This is what God said to me. On Tuesday, walk through that. And then you go home and you tell your friends, your family. Last night, 
a lot of these students, we prayed for our circles. So many students answered this question. Do you know, and, and I just left it at five, five people that are close to you but far from God, hands all over the place. Five people that you know their name, you have their contact in your phone that don't have a relationship with Jesus, hands went up. It's our responsibility to tell them what God did. And then we took time to pray for students that their moms and dads don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's our responsibility. But not just these students. It's all of our responsibility to tell his story and what he's done in our lives. He says, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord had done. Could you imagine this dude rolling back into town? People are like, wait a second. Is that, is that Larry? Is that Larry? Oh, that looks like Larry. And, and as he begins to tell his story of what God did, it said, it said right here, it said people were amazed at what he told them. Jesus told him to go because Jesus was getting run off, and he was like, you know what? You go tell my story. Lastly, this morning, I want to remind every student, every mom and dad in a cancel culture, can I tell you, the Great Commission is not canceled. The Great Commission is not canceled. And COVID didn't cancel Great Commission. Some of you just thought, man, I, I, I'm good. I don't need to tell my story. No, it is your responsibility. We are here on earth to tell everyone we can, as many people possible, that Jesus is Lord. It is good news. Man, we got too much stuff spreading all over the internet. We need more good news. Man, your neighbors need to know who Jesus is. Your coworker needs to know who Jesus is in your life. The Great Commission is not canceled, church. Man, it is our responsibility to say something, to tell someone about Jesus. Now's the time not to be silent, but to tell everyone the good news that Jesus is Lord. Mark chapter number 16, verses 15 says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. I told the students last night, and I even know adults like this, that, that we've struggled sometimes, right? Man, I, I don't... I don't know the whole Bible. I, I just don't, I don't know, I don't have all the questions answered to, to share my faith. All you have to do is share your story. Do you think, oh, Legion Larry over here knew the Bible? You think he, he knew the, you know, like, you think he had like a, some scrolls in his backpack? No. What'd he do? He just went to the towns. Hey, guys, remember, like, dude, I was the dude chained up. Like, I was the guy, like, you guys left out there to die? And look, it's me. Jesus changed me. Jesus saved me. I, I have freedom. Man, I, I, do you understand? He didn't, have to, he didn't have to quote any scripture. He didn't have to read in King James Version. Like, like he didn't, he, all he had to do is tell his story of what Jesus did. Paul's a great example of this. Paul, everywhere he went, be like, hey, man, so on the road to Damascus one day, whoo, I met Jesus. I had a moment with Jesus that changed me forever. That's, it's that simple. Because you have friends, you have family that are hopeless, but you know where hope is. You have friends, you have family that are bound, but you know where freedom is. You, ha you have friends and family that, that, that are literally op oppressed, that, 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 that they need freedom and healing, and you know where healing is. It's in the powerful name of Jesus.
How many guys want to experience revival? Like, can I tell you what revival's not? Revival's not five-hour services. Revival's not even a, a week-long event in a church. The sign of revival is life change. That's what we see in Scripture. The sign of revival is when people's lives are changed. When they go from dark to light, from death to life. Life change. This week, so many students experience life change. But this is just the beginning of revival. I love this quote, the greatest injustice in the world is that people would live and die without knowing Jesus. In a justice society, this is the greatest injustice. That people would live and die without knowing Jesus. Students, I know some of you wanted to stay at camp. Like, because how much you probably love the showers and how much, you know, the bug bites during worship. Like some of you straight got bug bites on your face. That's the worst. Just right there. But you're here. You can't stay at camp. God wants us to take what he's done in our lives and bring it home to our locker rooms, our schools, our homes, our jobs, to the ends of the earth. In a cancel culture, can I remind you this morning that the love of Jesus is not canceled? Now is the time for the lame to walk and the dead to rise again. Now is the time. Harrison Faith, now is the time for us to experience revival like never before. And this is what's crazy, is they experience revival. Later on, Paul shows up in, the, in, in this same region in, in thinking that they haven't heard the gospel yet, but they did because Jesus sent one man who was set free to reach his city. And God is sending you to whatever region of this, this part of the world is, talking to some of the students. I know that, that, that literally this, this church reaches this whole region. God, we don't want to just reach a city. We want to reach a region for Jesus. Let us be a city on a hill that, that cannot be hidden. Let, it, let there be such a fire in this church that people, you know, if you ever like, especially guys, like, like it's one of those things of when you see a fire, you're just like, you're, you've been driving down the road and you see a fire, you just want to stop and look at it. Can I, can I just pray this over this church, that this would be such a fire that when people drive and they, they come into the city, they're like, something's over there, something's happening there because of what God is doing, because the life change that's evident. Yo, something's happening at that church because this is who this guy was and now this is who he is. Freedom's not canceled. Healing is not canceled. Hope is not canceled. And the great commission is not canceled. If our worship team could come back, we're going to give an opportunity to, to respond this morning. The gospel demands a response. And to respond to what God's been saying, but this is, this is what I know. I've been communicating for, for over 20 years I know that the Holy Spirit's been having a conversation with you beyond the words I've been saying. And some of you this morning, 
you've identified some chains that have been holding you back from experiencing true freedom. And this morning, on this Sunday morning, on our last day of camp, and for everyone else, your first day of camp, we believe that Jesus is going to set some people free. We believe that revival starts today, and revival starts with me. Jesus went to the other side for you. He sees you. He sees your pain. And you can try to hide it with a smile. You can hide it from other people. But Jesus sees you. And he loves you so much that he wants you to be free. He came to set the captive free. And that just wasn't for then, it's for today. And the same Jesus that went to the other side over 2,000 years ago is coming to the other side today in Harrison, Arkansas to let you know how much he loves you. Can everyone just stand up with me? As the, the band just begins to play. I was asking Caleb, man, how do you want me to do this? I'll, I'll go this way. Uh, man, I know that we have a prayer team. I've been here before. And if you're on the prayer team, would you come up front? Please. Because this is what I love about this church and, and having a prayer team because you understand that this Jesus thing is a team sport. We're in it together. So we want to agree with you and, and be with you. So I'm going to ask you a question. Everyone can just bow your head and close your eyes. And that's just a way to, to, so you can look within yourself. If you're in this room, first off, you need to give your life to Jesus. You need to experience freedom from your sin. And you need to accept him as your Lord and Savior. If that's you, it can be a student that maybe never said that, that prayer this week, or maybe even a mom or dad or a grandma and grandpa that says, you know what? I need to say yes to Jesus this morning. I need to accept him. I'm sick of living life on my own. I'm sick of this hopelessness. I need Jesus. If that's you, I'm going to count to three, and I just want you to lift your hand up. One, two, three. If that's you, lift your hand up. Just to say that's me. Awesome. I see you right there. So cool. I see you back there. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. The second thing I'd like to ask you is, if you're in this room and, and you just need healing, you just need hope. Hope's not canceled. Healing's not canceled. If you'd say, Pastor Joseph, this morning, I, I just this, I just feel hopeless and I, I just need hope. Or some of you just say, I need, I need a miracle. I, I, I need to be perfectly sane. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. Just lift your hand up. One, two, three. That's me. Just me. I, just need, I just need a miracle. I, students, adults, awesome, awesome. Praise God. 
We're going to respond. The worship's going to, the worship band's going to sing. If you raise your hand, would you come up front? And would you just begin to pray? One of our, our prayer partners are going to pray with you. They're, they're going to ask you, hey, how can I pray for you? Some of you, it's salvation. Some of you, it's a, a miracle. And maybe if you have a friend come up, you can come with them. Let's just turn this place into a place of, of, of man, the, the resurrection power. That we turn this place into a place that, that, that death becomes life, that, 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 that dark becomes light. So if that's you, you can come right now. Some of you are already coming. If I need to count, I can. One, two, three. But, man, if you raise your hand, come down. Come down. You just need a miracle. You need to just renew your faith. Students, I know some of you raise your hand there. You can come down. Man, some of, some of our, uh, our leaders, our student leaders, if you want to be on our prayer team this morning, that would be awesome. Let's just turn this place into a house of prayer. 